0: Right circle, shoots and scores! A shorthanded goal for Jonathan Tay. Kubelik in front, he shoots and scores! Dominic Kubelik on the leap line, right circle, shoots and scores! He's sending it up for Carpenter to slice and scores! Patrick
1: Kane has 1,000
0: NHL points! It's time for another episode of Blackhawks Crazy. Presented by FanList.
1: Zach Smith enters the Sabre
0: zone, put it down the right wing here. Duck with the back and he scores! Kirby Duck! Chris Bowden and Joe Brand break down the latest storylines concerning your Chicago Blackhawks.
1: Kane now with three, put it across the break and shoots, he scores! The cat connects with a one-timer from the left circle.
0: Here's Chris Bowden and Joe Brand. Chicago! Greetings again, everyone, and welcome into the latest edition of our Blackhawks Crazy Podcast. I'm Chris Bowden, your pre- and post-game host for Blackhawks Hockey on WGN Radio. And since Joe Brand and I last recorded a couple of days into the opening of NHL Free Agency, we have now heard from the newest members of the Blackhawks, and you'll hear from a couple of them here. The additions include a couple of Swedish free agent forwards, Janmark and Walmark, who'll uh, provide some defense and depth up front while one looking to kind of reestablish himself offensively that he has shown in the past. And the other looks to kind of add to numbers that he has put up in his first two full seasons in the league. We'll listen to former Dallas star, Matthias Janmark and, and discuss ex-Hurricane and Panther Lucas Walmark in a bit. But let's begin with another central division player that the Hawks have gone up against who is now one of them? Six foot six, two hundred thirty-five pound defenseman Nikita Zadorov was acquired with fellow blue liner uh, Anton Lindholm from Colorado in exchange for Brandon Sod and Dennis Gilbert. Now, that size naturally computes to physicality when you look at some of his full season hits totals since coming into the league, including campaigns of 278 and 228 now think of that when you reflect back on some of the ways hawks opponents have had way too much free reign in the neutral and defensive zones over the course of the last couple of seasons but he also brings some personality and you'll hear as much during his talk with chicago media when he discusses how patrick kane reacted to his joining the hawks but you'll also hear him share more of how the hawks envision his role on how he is very much looking forward to being here based on his past experiences in our town, his admiration for Blackhawks fans as well, but also his positive reaction to the trade and how he hopes now being with his third NHL organization will help him reach a potential he feels is still within close reach.
2: Definitely super exciting when I heard the news. I mean, it's a, it's a fresh new opportunity for me to get on another level in my game. And I think it's... it's uh, it's still lots of things I can do better. What I haven't reached yet, I think my pick is still a long way ahead of me. So, for sure, I mean, I spoke to Stan, I spoke to um, uh, coach today, and uh, it was they're, they're both exciting to see me in their lineup. That's why they pretty much uh, trade for me. And so, I'm excited to join such a great organization. Definitely, there is uh, still so many great players in this team. Um, and I'm really excited and looking forward to uh, just get on the ice and play the guys. Spoke talked to Jeremy this morning. He's uh, He told me just he's really excited to see me. He wants me to play big minutes. That's what he said. He wants to put uh, bring me to the next level of the shutdown D. Also, puck mover and playing all sort of uh, situations on the ice. So I'm really excited that it, all he said pretty much they're going to do wherever it takes to pretty much open all my potential, what I still have for me. When we play Chicago, um, the one thing I want to bring is the harder to play against. So for sure, I mean, probably talking to, like, I got a text from Patrick Kane right after I got traded. He said, uh, he's really exciting what he doesn't have to play against me anymore. So, (laughs) I mean, I feel like it's a, it's a really good thing to hear from one of the best players in the world. So it's just, um, I think my biggest goal is like I can play against top lines and that's what I want to bring to this team to play big minutes, play in big big situations and try to shut down the best players on the opposite team. Sometimes you have a feeling inside, definitely, especially like you see all those rumors around uh, like Sportsnet, like TSN and all that uh, and my name was kind of on the air every time. I mean, Colorado had too many D. They had young kids coming in. They had to get rid of somebody. So, for sure, you you, you don't really expect to go to, like, the team you want, right? And uh, But uh, you expected maybe I, – I was expected to get traded a little bit. I mean, um, it still was surprised it was Chicago, and I was really – Really exciting! I was when I heard the news. I was super exciting to hear that because Chicago is a original six team. Uh, it was a dream to play here for sure. I mean, when first time I came North America it was uh, Chicago, Illinois, right? And the first NHL game I saw live it was Chicago. I was twelve years old when we came for tournament here when I was a kid. So uh, for sure, like Chicago was kind of like part in my heart pardon my head as the hockey player because that was just the first experience for me in north america it's it's always great to come to organization when like people want you here right that's uh that's what stan told me that's what jeremy told me this morning they want me here and they're exciting to have me here so it's the it's a pleasure for every player to uh, to be in a place where. Uh, people want one you have around and uh so that's the biggest thing for me is like it's great to hear from the coach what he can trust me and he wants to trust me playing united center you pretty much playing united center in denver too 75 percent uh, of the blackhawks fans when we have a home game against them so i mean it, uh, obviously it's one of the biggest uh fan base in the league right and uh, probably united center was my favorite place to play like from the whole league legit because of the atmosphere because of the history in the stadium and everything and uh i mean the pandemic definitely sucks playing with no fans hopefully we can figure out by the season starts so like i'm i'm hoping we can play with the fans especially in chicago it's just going to be super exciting to to like have them cheer for us
0: Zadoroff is 25 years old, and you heard him say that he wasn't necessarily surprised at being dealt, uh, what with Colorado already having the likes of Makar and Gerard and Graves and Johnson and Cole on that roster. They also have Bo Byram knocking on the door, and then they went in and brought in Devin Taves from the Islanders this week. Now there's a concern uh, within the Avs about losing the physical element that they gave to the Hawks in this deal, something the Hawks uh, very much needed and gained as so many of their prospects on the fringe uh, are are kind of on the smaller and puck-moving side of things. Now, that numbers game is what the other part of this trade, Anton Lindholm, faced in the Avs organization, and he will do so again here. Um, he's really been a solid defender and knows if he is going to become an NHL regular, uh, a new set of coaching eyes will untap more offense from him. That is his hope. He turns 26 next month. But after a 48-game NHL stint a couple of years ago, he really hasn't been able to gain a foothold here at the highest level. And he'll have to overcome that same type of competition here when you look at the roster as we speak and record here. You have Keith and Boquist and Murphy and DeHaan and Mitchell and Seabrook and Carlson. And Kalanuck and a couple of other guys who probably need at least another year in Rockford. It is crowded, and I wouldn't be surprised to see another move, perhaps involving a veteran, uh, to loosen up that logjam. But here is also the thing. Zadoroff is under contract for just one year. If it doesn't work out, it's easy to move on from him. And some extra seasoning for young guys in Rockford isn't necessarily a bad thing, even if Stan Bowman continues making efforts to rely on youth even more. So now to Matthias Janmark, who is 27 years old. The Hawks have also seen him a lot the last few years within the division. And he, too, signs just a one-year deal. So these are bridges for the Hawks, while also a part of the uh, pandemic frozen salary cap that affects so many teams and individuals around the league to see if their performance can make them a part of the group moving forward. Or you determined to move on after just one season based on Uh, either performance or some other players who are expected to spend most of this next season in Rockford that they might be ready for the big stage a year from now. Uh, Yanmark was originally a third-round pick of Detroit back in 2013, and you'll hear him say he believed the Hawks had interest in him before they wound up choosing John Hayden a few picks prior. But he's a guy who managed to combine for 34 goals in a couple of seasons in a more wide-open style at Dallas earlier in his career, but then it was just a dozen goals combined the last two seasons while he excelled in a more defensive system. Now, that's not strictly by design. He admits he wanted to be as productive at the same time as he showed earlier, but he also lost some of his offensive mojo along the way, and he hopes to recapture it here with the Blackhawks. Those two better statistical years, by the way, were sandwiched around an entire 2016-17 season that he lost to due to a knee injury. But here are some of Mark's comments to the media about the pride he has on the defensive end and penalty killing, while also searching to reestablish some of the numbers he is confident that he can put up once again.
1: Before I got into league, uh, I watched them. It was when they went on their runs and just kind of cheering for them back then. And, and I always wanted to play here and uh, actually was pretty close to Getting drafted there, I think. So I know a little bit about the organization and everything you hear about it. It's top-notch, and the city is great. I love playing there. So, so those are a lot of things. As far as the team goes, I mean, I love the style they play now. They're, they got, I mean, awesome players there. They got the veteran players there with Kane and Taves and Keith and, and uh, Seabrook. And then they have a lot of young players, too, uh, that are really skilled. And that's kind of what I was looking for uh, to get my game going, too. So uh, it was a lot of things, but but they see me as a good two-way player and kind of feeling something that they felt like they were lacking last year. And as far as my role goes, I just hope to come in there and and play good, play a lot and and play the offensive minutes. But they said uh, they needed some help on the PK, and that's what I've been doing mostly in Dallas. So uh, I'll do that for sure, but I I hope to get my offensive game going. Our goaltending the last two years in, in Dallas has been really good defensively, uh, we've been struggling more offensively. So I think kind of my game shows a little bit of, of how the team was doing. But for sure, the structure there was good and uh, we had a good coaching staff. And, and like I said, our, our goaltenders is the, the big key there, I think, uh, for the as far as the numbers goes. But then for me, I think my role uh, the last two years has gotten a little bit more defensive. The two years before that, I, I scored more and had a bit more points. But I think even though it's been an offensive struggle, The last two years, I think I've uh, become a much better player and more reliable player. So I hope to get the offensive game going a little bit more here in Chicago and and still keep the defensive game I have. But hopefully, uh, I can get my uh, offensive game going a little bit more than I have in the last two years. That's what I'm hoping for. But I do consider myself an offensive player and the last two years. Really hasn't shown, uh, but I'm really hoping to... To get some confidence back in the offensive zone and uh, and get that game going a little bit more because that's how I how I want to play. Always been a two-way player, so so defensive, the defensive end of the game is really important to me, and uh, uh, kind of get some offense from that, and and hopefully get to play with good players that can help me out offensively, and I can help them out defensively too. I do feel good right now. I, I came out of the playoffs pretty healthy. Uh, I mean, everyone is playing through stuff, so. Uh, I was pretty pretty lucky to not get any, get any anything serious from that. But I think if the season were to start in December first, like they said, it would have been a short, quick turnaround, which could have been rough. But I think now they're planning on January first, so so that'll give me plenty of time. I think the the hardest thing right now is not knowing at all uh, if it's going to be January first or or what's going to be. I think that's harder than. Going deep in the playoffs in, in October, I think uh, that'll be fine. I'll have plenty of time to to regain the energy. But uh, I think the hardest part now is the uncertainty of when the next year is going to start and, and how the next season is going to look like.
0: That's Yanmark, and now we go to Walmart. We mentioned in our last podcast about Stan Bowman's plan to go with youth in goal while allowing Corey Crawford to walk in free agency And we also mentioned how if any or any combination of them are to stand any chance of establishing themselves uh, moving forward in this league, they'll have to get more help in front of them defensively because... Way too much was buried on the shoulders of Corey and whomever else was in the blue paint for the Hawks over the last couple years. Zadoroff and Yanmark can help that cause, and so can Lucas Walmark. Like Yanmark's contract situation, it is just a one-year deal, this one for under a million dollars. He's 25 years old with two full seasons in the league, earning Rod Brindamore's trust as a bottom six guy in a very defensive-minded system in Carolina. A year ago, he netted 10 goals, though, while raising that to a dozen this past season when he and Eric Hall were eventually part of a deadline deal with Florida involving Vinny Trochek going to the Hurricanes. Now, uh, Walmart has also won 51% of his face-offs in the NHL. We chatted with Lucas Tuesday morning. He is a very reserved guy, very low-key dude, kind of along the lines of you know, say a Marcus Kruger. So we'll just paraphrase and share that he's looking forward to seeing how his game can grow more here in this third full NHL season. How he takes pride in his D, and he's also real familiar with uh, most of the Swedes that are currently on the Hawks roster, including Janmark. So there, there's some school of thought that if the Hawks are really going to go young, why not just fill out your roster with some of those guys from Rockford who might be capable? Well, as we mentioned, part of these puzzle pieces, including finding ways to support what's been decided a relatively inexperienced goaltending group and filling those lineup spots with veterans who have done that, uh, even in the Stanley Cup playoffs, that is a better immediate option to serve them better. Hawks already have their share of guys on the roster who can serve bottom six roles and a handful have a capability to jump into the top six with the five guys who are clearly established in that group. we were talking Kane, Taves, Dabrinkit, Doc, and Kubalik. Young guys who will likely be in Rockford but could have been a part of the Hawks down the road like Kurashev and Entwistle and Hagel. And now you throw in Evan Barrett and Cam Morrison this year joining them. A longer look in the HL isn't going to hurt them. And it's probably where they still need to be at the outset of Whenever next season begins, and don't be at all surprised if more pieces on this current roster are also moved in the process for either an addition or for a door to open for someone already in the organization. So that's a wrap on this edition of our Blackhawks Crazy Podcast. We thank our producer, Curtis Koch, the smooth introductory tones of Ernie Scatton, and to you for listening. Again, if you haven't subscribed already, Go ahead and do so, so whenever our next podcast is available, it'll be there waiting. Otherwise, you can always find us on WGNRadio.com plus WGN Sports. Joe Brand and myself will keep you posted on Twitter. Joe's at at Joe underscore brand one. That's at Joe underscore brand the number one i'm at at Bowdoin tweets and we'll tweet out links uh t- tweet out links and uh let you know whenever a new blackhawks crazy podcast drops we will next talk to you then whenever that happens meantime thanks for your time and attention and stay safe everyone thanks for listening to the blackhawks crazy podcast tell a friend subscribe and join the conversation and follow the guys on twitter at Bowden Tweets and at Joe underscore brand one.
2: That was great.